You said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. Suicide Squadcast. This is a DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and small screen, so we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight, and let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and we are the Suicide Squadcast. So Tim, how was your week? Oh, it, was, it was a busy week. I'm just kind of tired. <laughs> at, the end, <laughs> at the end of the week, I'm just like, it's Friday. I just want to I want to get this recording done. You know, I was looking forward to talking about some of the stuff, and as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go upstairs and just, I'm going to read some of my new gods. It's one of those kind of nights yeah are you reading the kirby omnibus oh yeah yes absolutely oh it's not the omnibus i've got the four individual books that you the four individuals okay yeah yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and read those uh, i actually started a couple nights ago and just it's just a good chill book and uh, just going in and taking all that like kirby art at the time it's so nostalgic for me <laughs> the kirby crackle as you like to say i love the kirby crackle <laughs> uh, great band by the way too yeah yeah that's right uh yeah i was um i actually uh got i read all of metal today oh okay from uh I mean, every tie-in, every one-shot, I, I, I binged the whole thing today since issue six came out on uh, Wednesday. Okay, how many books so, is that total, roughly? Oh, <laughs> roughly. Um, let's see. There's six in the main series. Uh, there are uh, two tie-in stories that are four issues apiece. There's uh, Gotham Resistance and then uh, Bats Out of Hell. Plus, there's a one-shot for every one of the Dark Batman. So, however many Batman... Batman there were. Okay, so a whole bunch. And, uh, yeah, oh yeah, it was, oh yeah, I I actually, like, pulled out my metal shirt today with, like, the tour dates, quote-unquote, on the back, just to, just to give it, just to give a visual of how much I read today. It was, um, it was enjoyable. I love cosmic story. I I love the cosmic stories. I love multiverse stories. You know, it felt like, it kind of felt like a crisis story without being a crisis story, so I, I enjoyed it. And I got caught up on Doomsday Clock. I read all four issues of Doomsday Clock today. Okay. And uh, so I did I tell you I started I also was going back and reading Man of Steel. Uh, so I'm talking about the John Byrne series that relaunched Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel. Yeah. I'm at so I've gone back and I'm just on like the six issue uh, arc right now. And I'm about two thirds of the way through it. And man, it just doesn't hold up as well for me. <laughs> really? It really it really doesn't. I mean, there's like there's like a certain kind of nostalgia. But man, I'll tell you what, like Superman is a vanilla character in there. <laughs> there is not enough like I don't have all this like interesting takes and conflicts and you know situations uh you know moral kind of conflicts that you know superman has put through like they're they don't show up yet at this early stage well, that, that, but i think that's the point yet i mean you've, you're talking about a six issue miniseries that knocked off burns run right and i think yeah and i know it's going to get there but it's just like it's kind of a tough read to be honest with you i mean it's just like it's so plain but you know it's it's a lot of fun just because uh, you know it's it's something i haven't really gone out and read in, in a long long time ah uh, see i I, I really love uh, as I've as I've said repeatedly on the show the burn Superman era is is like my Superman and you know it, and it inspired you know probably the most influential Superman interpretation in my childhood which was Lois and Clark yeah so that's a that's a big thing for me but um, yeah but have you have you caught up on Doomsday Clock yet I have not <gasps> so good 
and issue four came out this past Wednesday. Okay. So so basically, that was kind of my goal today was okay. Metal ended, and the latest issue of Doomsday Clock came out. I want to I want to binge through Metal and get caught up on Doomsday Clock, and I accomplished all of that. So I was very excited. All right. As I'm sitting here sipping my gym. Yeah. Good spring break for you. Yes, very good. And I saw Ready Player One last night, which hopefully, um, Ray, this is a personal request out to you. I said something about it on text, and you didn't respond back. But I'm trying to I'm trying to bully Ray into. A, a Ready Player One review for Patreon because I think that would be fun. Well, I think there's still still some you know bad blood from last week. Quite honestly, I'm sorry. He blew my he blew my butt up. Yeah, there's a little bit of a surprise for you, wasn't it? It was a little bit of a surprise, but it was fun. Yeah. So, but but I'm sorry if if you once you blow someone up, like it's all water under the bridge after that. <laughs> so yeah. So a little secret. Scott and I actually recorded two versions of the ending of last week's show, and then Tim used none of them, and then I used none of them because I offered it up to Brent and to Ray. I said, hey, you know, Scott was giving you all kinds of crap this week if you want to blow him up you guys go ahead and record something oh raise was perfect oh no i had raise was raise was well raise was good but it was a little too long like i literally had to do a lot of editing to trim it down because you, you could tell he was still a little bit you know stoned stoned up on the drugs <laughs> yeah. uh, from having his wisdom teeth taken out so i'm like okay raiders rambling right now <laughs> no but it was good <laughs> so it was a lot of fun i go yeah I, I can't wait to see you know or i would love to see scott's expression on his face when he finds out that i just sneak attacked him oh no my, my expression was just a, a big grin and a snicker. It's like, oh, this is this is hilarious. Did you did you know it was coming? No, of course I didn't know it was coming. Well, because I put in the show notes, I actually put Ray in there as as one of the guests. I didn't see that. Yeah, at the bottom. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't look at the show notes typically. Oh, bull crap! Every time <laughs> every time I launch an episode, I, I get a text message about five minutes later. Scott corrected me on all my grammar, and there were a couple of mistakes in those that I actually did not. I actually thought, you know what? I'm going to let this one slide. I'm going to let these two slide. So if, uh, so this is this is like a this is like an Easter egg hunt for the uh, for the listeners. Go find the two grammar mistakes that I let Tim leave in the show notes last week. Yeah, I think they have better things to do with their time. <laughs> so right. anyway, <laughs> let's get on with this show this week. Well, just as a little bit of, before we get into the news, a little bit of reminder that we are members of the Suicide Squadcast Network, which includes Fans Without Borders and DC TV Squadcast with Ray and Brent and DC Comic Squadcast with Chris and Jordan. All right. And then also, if you guys would like to help support us, we are a fan-supported network of shows, and uh, we don't want to do advertising so we completely rely on the fans you guys so if you'd like to help contribute and support the network you can go to www.patreon.com slash squadcast media and if you're like say a five dollar a month member you get some extra special content like we have our movie squadcast show on there as well and uh we are about ready to schedule our unbreakable review fantastic okay well let's get into the news no no more no more wasting time so it was reported first by the hollywood reporter and boris kit that Diane Nelson, president of DC Entertainment, will be taking a leave of absence. Uh, this is going to be starting this coming Monday, and it is um, without a predetermined uh, return time. But they do say that she is expected to return. Now, apparently, uh, Diane Nelson is trying to take some time away so that she could set some new priorities for herself and her family in the wake of a series of personal s- situations. And one of these is apparently recovering from back surgery, which she underwent late last year. And, and if you've ever had back problems, you know that like a back problem or anything, uh, even if there's a surgery repl- 
replace it or to repair it, it'll pretty much shut you down. Absolutely. So I know the this basically came out by way of a memo that Kevin Sujihar sent out to I guess pretty much everyone at Warner Brothers that you know was announcing that and uh, that you know thanking her for her previous 22 years of service to the company and that she just needs some recharging time in his words needs to recharge and then it also uh, dictated like basically what the management structure is going to look like uh, coming up so the DC executive management team will report to Thomas Gawecki who is the chief digital officer and an executive vice president of strategy and business development so he's basically going to be like the interim you know this is who you report to until she gets back and that uh, Pam Lifford will be responsible for reporting to Sujihara in this time yeah now so uh, I guess on the DC comic side it looks like it's primarily going to be business as usual for Dan DiDio uh, Jim Lee and Jeff Johns and also Amit Desai which I, I'm not real familiar with him I'm not either that's not a name that that's not a name that typically like comes up when we talk about DC comics yeah so uh, the the four of those guys are going to uh, just kind of continue to do the day-to-day stuff uh, for the company so anyway we wanted to wish uh, Ms. Nelson best of luck with her time away and hopefully she can fully recover and hopefully recharge you know there should be a lot of big events coming okay oh by the way I was looking at what I'm decide he is an executive vice president of business and marketing strategy direct to consumer and global franchise management oh, okay that's pretty important role that's a mouth yeah yeah that's, that, that's a mouthful <laughs> so but yeah so I hope she gets better you know it's she's a name that we've heard for a while now so it's just it was kind of like whoa you're, it, it, I think the thing that gets a lot of people is the whole um, you know we don't know when she's coming back yeah but when you've had back surgery you get back when you're better yeah and it sounds like there's probably some other stuff going on but it's good to see that at least the company's being very supportive of this and you know hopefully uh, like we said hopefully everything kind of comes together and she's able to get back on her feet yeah alright so kind of moving on to the next film that's actually coming up December 21st 2018 is Aquaman and James Wan who has been so quiet in fact we talked about this last week how he's just really not making a whole lot of noise keeping very very close you know to the vast details on Aquaman well there was you know a lot of hope and a lot of like uh, hopeful rumors that we were going to see a trailer hopefully at you know WonderCon which obviously didn't happen so James Wan actually gave an update on Twitter so and we'll just go ahead and read what he said he said uh, hey friends I usually do my best to avoid internet noises especially fabricated distractions but a teaser trailer going out this weekend was never in the books despite what some claim it's not because of anyone or any nefarious reason holding it back it's me I am simply not ready yet to share this movie is filled to the gills with visual effects and the process is as slow and laborious as a sea slug a lot of puns here James <laughs> yes even shots for the trailers take forever to do and I refuse to put out anything that might be construed as subpar I know it seems like nothing much is brewing above the surface but I can assure you we're working nonstop under the waves PS and yes I plan to use oceanic puns references every chance I get so, crying laughing face crying laughing face so I- this is about as bad as the puns that we were making <laughs> a couple episodes back. Oh uh, no, the, the, these are these have got more class than those plastic man puns we were making. <laughs> well, that's true. So, he, he, he had. I mean, he's a he's a creator. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, we create stuff. We do too. But he was he had a time to like you know to write out these texts and get it right. Exactly. We were going on the fly. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting. I I think it also just goes up with the fact that you know sort of the differences in directors. Like I remember how we talked about with Zack Snyder how he's kind of doing a little VFX you know happening like as he's shooting. It really kind of sounds like James Wan's really kind of working that stuff out uh, in post-production instead of kind of the multitasking aspect. So, hey, I appreciate it because I'm sick and tired of, of, of people picking trailers apart based on their visual effects when, you know, wait two trailers and then suddenly you see the same shot. And you're like, 
oh yeah, now it's finished, you know. So I could completely understand what James Wan's talking about. Yeah, we're still nine months away. And I and I know with the studios, they've got rules in place where they can only show, I think they can only do one or two movies a year with a studio where they can show trailers beyond six months before it, it actually premieres. And so I don't know if, uh, you know, if this is one, you know, this is obviously going to be uh, a tentpole for Warner. Well, it also does, you also don't want to get swallowed up in like the summer. You, you want to introduce it in the summer after you know let's let's be honest may may gonna be crazy may's gonna be it's gonna be a little less crazy uh because of some stuff getting bumped away but we know we still have deadpool uh infinity war and solo all coming out within a month of each other yeah so we need to get past that hump and then we can kind of look forward yeah i think so so i mean it would have been kind of nice to have a teaser by now and i feel like they can still do that but you know this is this is seems to be how james wan wants to operate like he he's it, i mean he's said it on a couple different occasions that he's really particular about how information gets released and and you know i think it all goes back to the first impression exactly and i hey juan do your thing yeah well and plus i mean it probably has to have time for uh joss to come in and and do some reshoots on some of this stuff shut up <laughs> shut up shut up uh because there are going to be there is going to be some additional photography yeah because dolph lundgren went on instagram to say that um quote i'm here at warner brothers studios for some additional photography for aquaman it's going to be fun to get into that costume again even though it takes a while <laughs> yeah and let's talk about additional photography this happens with every single major film and do we feel like we have to say that every time well we do because we've got new listeners <laughs> yeah okay and i know i know like us dc uh dceu fans i mean we we get a little triggered when we start hearing like anything about reshoots and that kind of well thing. because because there's so many different variations that come out after <laughs> there <is. laughs> there's there's like the spin wheel of okay what reaction are we gonna get this time so yeah uh but uh they They've also uh, Aquaman Shrine out there being a great Twitter handle for Aquaman news. It spotted an official looking uh, Aquaman DC logo. Yeah. So that hey, that's an Aquaman logo. My my son can identify that. My son can point to that and go, "That's Aquaman." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting. It's it's uh, kind of much like the Shazam one. It's three um, D yes. type lettering uh, with the DC logo right above it. Like we're going to brand the H E double hockey sticks out of this. Yeah. So this is DC. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, I like I like it. I like the logo. So I uh, hope to see that in some kind of official capacity. It looked like something from Brazil. Uh, it looks like uh, looks like Portuguese, I believe. Wording under talking about December, see December twenty eighteen. Yeah, I, I don't know the language. So and apparently Zack Snyder's excited for Aquaman. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he uh, posted on Vero a picture from uh, you know from Justice League of Momoa standing at the pier and the waves crashing over him with the uh, with the with the post. I'm excited to see what. James Wan does with this king. Hashtag Aquaman. Hashtag James Wan. Yeah. Was that an actual image or was that concept art? I thought that was an actual image. Yeah, I thought so too. But I'm kind of looking at it. It looks like it could very well be concept art. Oh uh, well. Yeah. You, you're always you're always going to be the contrary one. So you know, you can go ahead and do that. Let's try to investigate. So speaking of investigation, we're going to move on to some Shazam talk here. Shazam, of course, is the the next film after Aquaman that's coming out April of next year. Uh, Danny Garcia, who is the wife and co-owner of and I can't remember what Danny Garcia's and Dwayne Johnson's Dwayne Johnson's company. It's, I guess Garcia Company. I don't remember, but I, I don't know. They're, but they're basically they're the kind 
of like mega producers have their own company than just and a management firm because you know Danny Garcia manages Henry Cavill. Right, right. Well, so Danny, she posted a an image of herself talking to somebody in silhouette form, and she said on Twitter, "Who is this man? What are we saying? What are we planning? Oh, it's good. You'll thank me later." And a little the wink face. And so, of course, myself, like everyone else, we took the image and played around with the contrast and brightened it up and figured out who this man in a silhouette was. And it, it looks like Henry Cavill to me. It does. It 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 has his it, it has his profile. It has his profile. No no beard. It has kind of the profile about the right height. And we know Danny Garcia actually reps. Yeah, she reps Harry Cavill. Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, you know there's a lot of people trying to make connections between this and maybe Shazam or a Black Adam movie. And you know it's also like, but guys, she's his manager. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. They work together on practically a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. This this necessarily has nothing to do with Black Adam. It certainly doesn't have anything to do with Shazam. So, well, not certainly. I would, but this looks like this looks like to me a photo shoot. I agree. What's in the background? But I'm just saying it, we can't say with 100 percent certainty. I, I would guess you're right. Don't don't guess that I'm right. Just ex, just just accept that I am <laughs> right. That's usually the best way we go here. It is it is your birthday today, so I will. It is I will my birthday. You Thank you. Happy birthday, by Thank the way. You. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was a nice day. You know, comic book reading. Woo-hoo. Oh man! And then um, Sandberg teases. Has, oh, I love Sandberg on Twitter, and he sent out a tweet saying, "When practical FX guys ask me what kind of explosion I want, and I tell them Michael Bayet, they always look so happy." Uh, well, if you're a visual effects guy, that's what you want to do. You want everything. Oh blown man! Up. Oh my god! I'm sorry. That just that reminds me of the character from uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> the pyrotechnics guy. Oh, there's a there's a movie that makes me smile. So so then uh, the cast of Shazam, very active on social media. We'll just give you some highlights this week. Uh, so all, all the young boys uh, from the Shazam family. The Shazamly. The Shazamly, yep. Yes, let's remember. Yep. Uh, so they found some kind of statue of Batman, and they're all kind of posting around it. And Javon, of course, is kind of sitting there going, hmm, he's got to cut that kind of look. So uh, I just love the fact that the, that the uh, caption said, Batman. Yep. So even, even the young kids know that theme song. Yes. It is it is the official Batman theme song. Oh, stop it. You're 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 incorrigible. <laughs> there there has been no other Batman theme song. <laughs> theme. Oh, of course not. Uh so that's kind of cool. Uh, so they're having fun. Zachary Levi posted this cool little fan poster that somebody made of Shazam and uh it's a, it's a picture of Zachary Levi. It's it's uh I mean it's a, it's a pencil drawn image but really cool picture. Uh Zachary Levi apparently liked it and sent it out as well. Yeah, and then he also posted this picture of a, uh, of a water skiing team <laughs> that were all dressed up as members of the Justice League and I love it. He And he goes on to say, hey, Gal Gadot, uh, Melissa Benoist, Amber Heard, Katie Cassidy, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and Pride of Gypsies uh, at, at all, let's do this. I'll drive the boat. <laughs> so did he actually miss anybody there? He, I guess there's no Robin. I tried to eat. We got Wonder uh, he, No, he doesn't tag a Robin. And no Batgirl. No. And he did he he missed Ezra. He didn't. Maybe Ezra's not on Instagram. Hmm. Okay. I don't know because he got Wonder Woman. He got Supergirl. He got Mira. Yeah. He got Black Canary. He got Batman. He got Superman, and he got Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. He still he still could have written out Ezra's name. I, I, I'm not I'm not denying that. Okay. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I mean these guys are just having fun again. Like this goes back to our theory, and we're going to keep bringing this up because it's going to be such an interesting study. We have basically two different studios, New Line and. Warner Brothers Pictures with the next two films that are coming out. And James Wan's 
since Aquaman has been very, very quiet, whereas David Sandberg's uh, Shazam has been very active, not just with himself as a director, but also, you know, they're allowing things to, to kind of leak out. You know, we're seeing set images, all that stuff's all over the internet right now. And the cast is very active as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if we see the Suicide Squad effect. Uh, I, I think so. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Now, moving on to uh, Wonder Woman 2 news coming out November 1st of 2019. Uh, Pedro Pascal has been cast in a yet-to-be-announced role in Wonder Woman 2. Uh, I remember this guy from Game of Thrones. He was fantastic in Game of Thrones. I have not seen Narcos yet. I've heard that's a show I need to watch, but I haven't gotten to it yet. But no, he... And he was uh, he was one of the uh, statesmen in Kingsman the Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. So And he was fun. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. That's uh, okay. Yeah. He was fun, though. He, he's the guy... Did you see the trailers? Yeah, I've seen the trailers. He's the guy with the whip. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I... Yeah, I know who he is. So he's he's like one of these kind of scene stealers, it seems like. Uh, yeah, he's 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 a he hasn't quite made a leading man status yet. He's been doing a lot of character work, and but of course, I also think that character actors are the ones who get those ceased, those scene stealing performances. But yeah, I first saw I first saw him on Game of Thrones, and he was fantastic on that show. So uh, I'll be very interested to know who he ends up playing uh, in Wonder Woman two. Yeah, there's some speculation about that, which we might touch on. Yeah, Pedro actually tweeted out the article and. And he said, joining legends, Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot, and Kristen Wiig for Wonder Woman. He said, pinch me? Question mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, 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 see, we'll see what he's got. And, uh, and then Patty Jenkins, of course, retweeted his tweet saying, counting down the minutes until I get to work with the great Pedro Pascal one again. Welcome aboard. Lucky us. Yeah. And she said again. Yeah, she worked with him on... Uh, oh, there's a TV movie called Exposed yeah. that they'd worked together on. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know this movie. So that's the reason I was drawing a blank. Yep. Now, uh, we talk about like a potential role for Pascal. Now, this comes from Jeff Schneider from the tracking board, and we put this in the highly rumor category, but we figure we may mention it because uh, it's, you know, he it seems like Jeff at least is claiming that he's got some familiarity with the script, or at least what the, the I would say what the broad strokes of the script are. And he said that if he had to wager a guess, he thought Pascal would be playing this slippery con man that is known in the script as Rex. And he, because he said this is the only male character that could really be described as a lead in the sequel. And then he also went on to note that uh, Warner Brothers is looking to make continue to make more diverse hires for various roles, uh, including this one. And with Pascal being a, a Chilean American, he says that would basically fit the bill. Okay, well, I would no. I go back to the fact that he's just a good actor, and I'll enjoy I'll enjoy seeing him. Uh, he has, he he plays smooth very well. Yeah, and uh, and I will mention this. Uh, Jeff Snyder also goes on to talk about. Uh, Chris Pine, and he kind of reminds us here that Warner Brothers has an option on Pine to be in another Wonder Woman film. So it's basically up to Warner Brothers if they want to try to bring him back. And and uh, apparently a lot of people have been really kind of cagey about what Chris Pine is going to be doing later this year, and there's really nothing that is really laid out as on his schedule at this point. So who knows? We may kind of get Pine back, and you've already voiced your opinion on whether or not you want to see him back in a sequel. Yeah, I have. So I don't, I don't feel like that's ground and need to tread again yeah i mean i I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him but i, I agree with you scott like you know kind of hate to take away you know the de- you know his death scene from wonder woman and really kind of take away the whole idea about how it's like been this like emptiness in her life and her heart you know since then exactly um i kind of want to bring this up because i feel like i think we've maybe mentioned it offhand at some point but new line is uh in develop i don't think it's in development and it's like they're in pre-production for an adaptation of a 
Vertigo series called The Kitchen, uh, which I was familiar with, but you weren't. I was not, yeah. I haven't read it yet. Uh, so um, just so, so for anyone who didn't catch the series when it was coming out, The Kitchen is about uh, three mob wives in 1970s New York uh, who take over their husband's Irish mafia operation after their husbands get busted by the FBI. And the three wives are going to be played by Elizabeth Moss, who I know from Mad Men, but I also know that she's doing Handmaid's Tale, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and Tiffany Haddish. And then they've just cast uh, Margot Martindale, who I know from The Americans, Bill Camp, and then Brian Darcy James in um, supporting roles as well. So this is going to be one of those movies that, like, it's a comic book movie, but it's not a comic book movie. Right. You know, like, like a history of violence or something where it's based on a graphic novel or a comic book, but it's not it's not science fiction. It's not fantasy. It's not superheroes. Um, I've been meaning to go back and actually, like, check out this series because I remember when it was coming out. I didn't pick it up at the time, but now the movie's coming out and it's done. Like, you could probably pick up, like, a trade or two and read the whole series. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of goes along the lines of uh, something we had heard quite a while ago that that was kind of be how they were going to divvy up some of the, the DC properties to the different studios. They were primarily going to have all the DC proper properties with Warner Brothers and then, like, things like Vertigo and some of the other imprints were going to go right over to the new line. And so this would kind of fit right in that category. Well, this is also something that, like, it's realistic so it doesn't, you know, budget doesn't, you know, really have to be through the roof. You're right. You know, it's 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 a mob movie. Yeah. So, so I, I think it'll be interesting also to see Melissa McCarthy maybe play a more serious role because I I didn't get the sense from the comic book that this was a comedy. I got the sense that this was like you know, this was like Goodfellas. Well, that's that's what's interesting about this because both Melissa and Tiffany are comedians. Okay, I was not familiar with Tiffany. So oh yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Oh yeah, she's she's kind of been in the news lately because she's she knows who bit Beyonce back at last December. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know what you're talking about, which just kind of shows it's, how much I am not I am not with it. So. Oh, I I don't know the entire story, but she was being interviewed by I don't remember the magazine, but apparently she had told the story about how Beyonce was at some kind of party last December and she got bit by some other girl, <laughs> and so and then it's all been like hush hush, and she apparently had to sign an NDA saying she wouldn't reveal who bit you know Beyonce, and so it's like one of these things is like so all this like scuttlebutts out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a bunch of people trying to figure out like who bit who bit Beyonce. God, this is not <laughs> on the level of who shot Jr. I mean, I swear. Oh, it's hilarious. I think it's funny. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> what's what's next? I don't even know how to follow that up. So you uh, you take it. Well, let's let's answer some questions from Batman v Superman. Kind of like going in the wayback machine here. So Zack Snyder, of course, has been very active again on Vero uh, lately, and s- some fans have been asking certain details and seeing if Zack would respond and answer some questions and. The first one that kind of came up was question went to Zach. It says, you know, the whole sequence in the beginning in the dream, they took me to the light, a beautiful lie. Uh, so what basically was all that about? And so Zach had responded and he said, the idea was that in the dream, the righteous man, the good man seeks justice, but that the quest for justice leads him into darkness and his own moral code is in question or may only be a construct of his grief. So the lie of the light becomes justice is equal to light for Batman. It's the opposite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I figured that one out on my own. 
but yeah. all right. No, but it's it's good. It's it's uh, it's some nice confirmation. Yeah, it's like thank you, thank you for thank you for confirming what I already <laughs> interpreted from the film. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone else was asking about. Um, I need some clarification about BVS. There's a scene where Lex Luthor says, "You flew too close to the sun. Now look at you to Zod's dead body in the Genesis chamber." And Lex's face looks sad and crying. What's this mean? Is he feeling sad for General Zod? If so, why? Please explain. <laughs> and uh, and then he also wanted to ask. Uh, you know, well, it was another fan had responded. The, you know, basically, dude, it's a it's an Icarus reference. You know, you know m- talking about the, myth- the mythological reference of Icarus and Daedalus. And to which Zack Snyder said, "That's right." Also, son, as in last son of Krypton. Big fan of double meaning and more for another time. Hmm, interesting. So there we go. So we'll find out more a little bit later. And then uh, you know, with uh, Justice League being out, people have been kind of pouring over the films. And so we actually had the the armored Batman suit in the background in one of the scenes. Right. And we we knew it was there because we've seen other set photos. What we assume was from like maybe even like the the pre reshoot versions that showed that yeah he kept the, the he keeps the battered suit uh, I think even in the set vis- the summer set visit uh, back in what was that 2015 yeah or 16 2016 uh, yeah 2016 they even talked about how they intentionally had the damaged armored suit in the Batcave yeah and then uh, we found out why the Bat Cycle which we had seen from some concept art for Justice League we now know why that was scrapped as a concept and this actually came from Ed Natavidad who is a concept artist for the film and he said that the Bat Cycle was proposed as a new form of transport for Batman however it was superseded in favor of the Nightcrawler. Zack Snyder felt the cycle did not reflect the team dynamic and needed something that would carry at least three of the members. It makes sense. I think the Nightcrawler is an awesome new addition. Oh absolutely. Um, Little little TV news. Um, Now okay, I I think I know the answer to this question Tim but maybe you'll surprise me. You occasionally do that. Have you watched any of Krypton yet? I haven't. I haven't finished it yet. No. Oh, I see. I haven't even started. Through the, oh, you haven't started the first episode. I haven't even started the first episode, so now I got two to catch up on. So I, I keep hearing people say that if you're a DCEU fan, you should watch the show. I've heard. I keep on hearing mixed. So that's what I've heard as well. I, I need to just watch it, but I'm so behind on every. Like basically, I had spring break this week. Uh, you know, you know, a little you had to peek choose behind the curtain. I had to choose, and I chose reading instead. So I, I've been. I, if it was between books and TV, I chose books. So um, I have not caught up on, I haven't even caught up on my CW shows yet. So I have not caught up on Krypton. However, there is news coming out that no, there will not be a crossover with the Arrowverse. Which we would have guessed. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have guessed that, but apparently that makes news. Considering it's 200 years in the past, but <laughs> whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever. And also, uh, just a little bit of news that Krypton apparently earns the highest ratings of any sci-fi pilot since Ascension. Yeah. So that was like, what, uh, about three years ago, I think, Ascension came out? Oh, that was more. It was like four or five years ago. Was it four or five? Ascension. Okay. I, yeah. I thought it was just a few years back. I only know because I was still living in my old house when Ascension came out, uh, which was a good show that I never finished. You go back and finish that. Uh, but hey, that sounds good. I mean, I've, you know, you, I've heard different things about the ratings. Like, you know, you, you get people who spin the numbers one way or the other. I just need to watch. I just need to sit down and watch the show and get caught up. Yeah, it's one of these things because we've got two episodes out now. So it's you really need to uh, really get out there and just watch it yourself and make up your own opinion but exactly i told you i've been looking forward to it i just i just haven't been able to squeeze it in this week but i did like the first part that i saw because uh, i saw about 10 minutes and so because you saw some of the cool concepts uh i think Rao was uh that three-faced 
mass that they had, which was pretty cool. You saw it in some of the trailers. Okay. I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the trailers, to be honest with you. So I'll, uh, but you know, Krypton is something that like I would be interested in. I will say it. I've said it before. I will say it again that there was a Kevin J. Anderson novel, like not, not a graphic novel, but like an actual no- uh, prose novel that I think is excellent called The Last Days of Krypton that really, um, that really kind of takes all the various versions of the Krypton uh, story and kind of does a uh, a greatest hits. Like, w- we're going to take all these different versions, but we're going to create one story that kind of reflects a lot of different takes to tell one cohesive story. And I really liked it. So I, I'll be very interested to watch the show and see what this show does. Yeah. And then uh, I, the showrunners uh, had uh, said that they are not going to rule out having a Green Lantern appear on a show. So so that's kind of cool. We may see like a, a more historic Green Lantern from that sector. Hey, well, why not? We've already got Adam Strange. Yep. I mean, let's be serious. And a really awesome looking Brainiac. I still can't get over how cool that Brainiac looks. Yeah. Uh, um, a little, actually, I'll tell you something that got me kind of excited was there was a, there was a lot of animated movie news happening this week. Um, and we don't talk about that enough on this show sometimes. Um, I've been hearing excellent things about this new Batman Ninja movie. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh, I saw, yeah, I did see it. Yep. That uh, actually looks you, really good. It looks really good. And apparently uh, people have been seeing some advanced screenings and stuff. And uh, it's been rave. Like, the people have been really excited about it. I mean, there were statements like uh, new standard for DC animation and things like that. Well, but it's also one of those things like when you... It's not just done in an anime style. No, it's like an actual anime director did it. Yeah. And, and it's and it's one of those things that if you can do anime, give it give it to the pros and let them do it. And I'm I'm really interested. It's something different and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, digitally this week, uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay which is a in the DC animated movie continuity get released. Um, I have not seen it, of course, since I'm waiting on my uh, my physical copy to come in. But um, I have heard nothing but raves for this movie. Um, I hope I, I'm going to kind of kind of approach this on the show. I hope we get to talk about it. I hope you get to watch it because it sounds like it's going to be interesting. I've heard it is a hard R. I've heard you have never seen so much animated violence in your life. So I will be very interested to watch this movie. Yeah, and then we also had uh, some some the first scenes that I had seen anyway of the death of Superman, which is coming out later this year, which is going to be a two part film. Uh, first one is Death of Superman late this year, and then early next year uh, the second part, Reign of the Superman. And so they're basically retelling the Death of Superman storyline. And this one actually looks really cool because if you know, like the, the beginning of the DC animated films series uh, started like ten years ago, right? We're actually eleven years now. We're at eleven now, yeah. So it started off with Superman Doomsday, which did a really truncated version of the Death of Superman storyline. So they're going to actually, this one actually fits into continuity. Well, that was the thing. When they announced these movies like a year ago, they said that Suicide Squad Hell to Pay was going to be the only continuity movie. But then when this uh, making, uh, when this like first look video came out, oh no, it is, it is squarely in the uh, DC animated movie continuity because they have all the same voice actors as Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. The designs are the same they've had since just like war so no this is they are telling the death of superman story but in but in continuity this is not going to be one of those little standalone adaptation movies yeah you know 
Scott, we should do we should do special episodes of the Suicide Squadcast and go through the animated films with the ones that are in continuity. I would love that. Let's do that because I kind of okay. feel like you know you're really kind of building up this like shared universe on the animated side, and and like so I think some of these things are going to be really special, especially when you just have the story kind of building up because at this point in time, you know, you've you've built up the Superman character, and then you're going to actually you know, and even this first film looks to really kind of build up the emotional side of it. Yeah, well, I feel like because this was so interesting because Superman really hasn't gotten a lot in this animated continuity. This is really going to be his first. No, this is his first like solo movie. Uh, in this animated continuity. So yeah, I would love to do that. So if anyone's wondering, like we're talking about basically Justice League War forward. The uh, the sort of new, the, it started off as sort of like a New 52 inspired continuity. But in the past year or so, they've really kind of broken away from that and done uh, some really amazing things with Justice League Dark and Judas Contract. Um, I, I am all in for that. I think that's something we should really, yeah. Especially as like a build up to this death of superman movie yeah yeah i think so i think we should do that because uh, we just we haven't done one since well we've done like two right because we did we did wonder woman uh we did killing joke yep and then we did we, we talked about uh Re- a return of the cape crusaders yeah but like in terms of reviews wonder woman was really wonder woman and killing joke were the only reviews we did and even the killing joke wasn't like a really long review if i remember right no that was like in our five day that was like with brent five days of Squadcast. Squadcast. Yeah. yeah uh yeah, and the rest of them, like we talked, we talked about just like dark. We talked about return uh, of the series, but it was like we just did them as like segments in like a normal episode. Like we didn't devote an episode to them. Okay, I wouldn't mind hearing from you guys if you guys would like to, you know, have us do this. That would kind of give us the the encouragement to go ahead and go forward with this. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun because I mean this is I, definitely I, building up. You know, because because at first you weren't sure like how far they're going to go with it, but like they seem to be continuing on. And if this one truly is in continuity, which it appears to be, that would be two films this year. In this like uh, shared universe continuity, which is what they normally did. I mean, I remember when we talked about this back at like Comic Con last summer. I was shocked there was only going to be like one continuity movie this year, and I'm not sure like if they started off that way and then they said no, we'll make this part of the continuity, or was it always going to be part of the continuity and they just were very unclear about it in the original announcement. I I don't know, but no, this is definitely in continuity. Yeah, they even they even talk about it in the first look video about in our continuity of these films and and these actors are back and like no they're no this is part of that continuity so yeah let's do with let's start with just league war uh we could pop technically some people would argue we could start with flashpoint paradox technically and move forward that's true yeah okay well we'll work something out uh but we would like to hear from you guys if you'd like to hear us do that just make sure there's enough interest for it exactly so if you want to hear it reach out to us because we're going to listen to you yes absolutely um uh, have you watched constantine city of demons yet i have not <gasps> so good oh yeah you, you're gonna you're gonna love it you, did you watch the first five how many are out like five episodes five yeah okay. five episodes are out uh yeah you know five episodes at five minutes a piece uh no really really good and then there was a lot of conversation going on about um what was the continuity like does this fit in with the Arrowverse? does this fit in with the nbc show like people are asking questions because leading up to this point nothing had really been said about how this connects to anything because people were thinking like with Vixen and, and The Ray that it would be a CW-connected show. But um, J.M. DeMattis, who wrote City of Demons 
came out on Twitter, and we were, I was actually having some back and forth with him, and he said, actually, this City of Demons is in continuity with the Justice League Dark movie. It's in that continuity, and he wrote both of them. He wrote Justice League Dark, and he wrote City of Demons. Matt Ryan's the voice. The animation looks identical, and it is not, and he confirmed, it is not connected to the NBC show in any form or fashion, which makes sense because there are glaring continuity issues if if they even tried to suggest that. And as far as J.M. Damascus is concerned, he is unaware of any direct connection to the Arrowverse at this time. So as far as he's concerned, it is connected to Justice League Dark, which is kind of cool. So this animated continuity we were just talking about, City of Demons is like a little like a little side like a little side series that like connects to all of that. And he also said that there is going to be a home video release of the entire City of Demons story with 20 extra minutes of, of story that's never going to be shown on the CW seed, but it's going to come out before the last seven episodes are released, which is weird to me. Like, you show five episodes, and then before you release the last seven, you're going to release a, basically a movie that's going to have more content before you ever show it on your digital station. That makes no sense to me, but I'm going to buy the movie, so I don't really care. Hey, they're trying some stuff out, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering if it just meant that, like, the first five episodes got so many views that they're like, oh, dang, let's just go ahead and push, let's just go ahead and push <laughs> the movie out. Yeah, could be, could be. Who knows? Let's go. Yeah. I, um. So, so you you'd recommend I go ahead and watch it right now because I was kind of waiting. <sighs> I've got, I'm of two minds. Uh, I would almost say just wait till the, wait till the movie gets released and then just buy it. Uh, because with the five episodes, like the story doesn't even finish. Like you're left hanging. Uh, but it, but it's so good that it really scratches that Constantine itch. If you want it scratched right now. Okay. Yeah. I need that like peacock feather to help scratch it. Oh, nice callback. (laughs) Very nice callback. Very nice callback. Uh, That goes to the arrow. The arrow episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the great, uh, the great little inside joke that they did. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, Scott, we are almost finished up here, but I want to do something different today. Okay. You know our friends over at DC Cinematic on Reddit. Yes. Great community over there. Just a ton of fantastic fans who are just very enthusiastic. Shout out to Heaven or Heck as a great moderator for that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. He's reached out to us, so thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, I want to do something. I I've made a personal decision to try to avoid the site leading up to our, you know, to our recording. Because quite honestly, like if I go on there, I'm going to read all kinds of clever things that people are going to post and I'm going to... Sub- <laughs> Because they're gonna be clever, they're gonna be cleverer than us. Well, no, well they they, they are they automatically are. But like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like read something. And go, oh, that's kind of clever, and I'm gonna file it away in the back of my head, and then I'm gonna spit it out on the episode like it was my own little clever thought. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. So that's why I don't go to the site throughout the week. I wait till after we record, then I go see what's up because I I kind of want like my thoughts anyway to kind of be my original thoughts. I don't really want them to be influenced by anybody else. But like, I'm always amazed at like all the great discussions going on there. So I'm gonna just try something. Today. Okay. I am at the DC Cinematic Reddit site, and I just want to see like what some of the topics are tonight. So, okay, we'll just, I'll, I'll pick some of these, and we'll just like just we'll just talk about them. We'll fr- we'll, we'll freeform it. We'll freeform it here. Okay, so I'm gonna just go ahead and run through some of these. So bear with me. Okay, here's one where this is from Ben Tryon, and it's a discussion topic. And I was not aware of this, but it says when the home media department people don't bother to watch the movie. <laughs> okay, and so <laughs> this one's great. So, <laughs> Was that based on that like AV Club article that came out this week? I'm not even sure. I'm not I'm honestly not even sure where this is from. But there's a picture of Ray Fisher in his very dirty football uniform with the GCU helmet, and it says Patrick Totopoulos created an original brand 
mind, logo, and style guide for Gotham City University that is seen in these flashback moments. <laughs> and then it shows the um, it shows the football field with snow covered ground and pretty muddy. It was it says the Gotham City University football field was built and shot entirely on a soundstage. <laughs> so I'm not even really sure what these are from. But if this was from like I guess the home media department. So I don't know if this came with the digital. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's kind of like those people who who get onto like the Twitter handle when they still tweet out pictures that are from the uh, from the pre reshoot days and like, dude, stop using stop using these pictures that aren't even like in the movie. Right, kind of like the opening of our show. We use lines that aren't in the movie. Yes, where <laughs> people are like you you do realize that? Well, oh no, no, we realize. No, no, we know it. We do. We're doing it on purpose. <laughs> yes, we know. All right, here's another one. This is from Royal Dump. The oil rig scene in Man of Steel is one of my favorite scenes. I would agree. That's a fantastic scene. Great. I mean, it, it, it's one of those, you know, great sort of his every man, doing his every man hermit, his 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 wandering in the wilderness time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you get that the whole like iconic shot of like when he, he comes into that room where the, uh, the, the the rig workers are all trapped and Oh, and he crunches the door like it's aluminum foil. He crunches the door open like it's nothing and his, his shirt's on fire and he's just kind of sitting there like a badass. I mean, it's it's such a great that's such a great Superman scene. Um, speaking of heaven or heck, we so we got this one. Uh, heaven or Hex posts a uh, discussion topic. Warner Brothers DC should debut Snyder's Justice League and air Suicide Squad on the upcoming DC streaming service. So I assume he means here. The, oh, I assume he oh. means the you know like a director's type cut. Yeah, like a Snyder cut or an yeah, like yeah, do do like a exclusive premiere. Oh, you know how many subscriptions you would get. Like, oh my God, if the, Titan, if Titans and Young Justice season three weren't already enough, which those <laughs> those were enough to get my money. I'll be honest. Well, that's just it. So, like, if they don't, if so, so this is this is an interesting thought here. If you really kind of think about it, this is a really neat angle, I would say. So, the the presumption here is you finish these cuts, however much money it's going to cost to do it. Obviously, the the Snyder cut is going to be quite a bit more expensive to finish up than the Arrow cut. But like, you could go ahead and build these cuts, release it on the service, only have it there. There would be a ton of people signing up for that service. It, it's very similar, I would say, to like CBS All Access experience with Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. They had a rush of subscribers because the only place in the U.S. that you could watch Star Trek Discovery was on CBS All Access. Yeah, this is interesting. So I, I like this thought. I like this thought. So I would say, you know, hmm. Of course, I also like the thought because I was they already had my money anyway. So. Right, right. Well, but I mean, they're, I, well, see, they're going to get the money from people like us, but like somebody that's just a strict, you know, DCEU fan, you know, and not really interested in TV shows or any of the older content and all that, you know, from TV, and they already own all the films. I mean, there may not be the incentive to like sign up, but like this would be incentive to sign up. I like that. So it's kind of interesting. So very interesting topic. I, I'd say congratulations on that. So Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment, whoever, whoever's running this digital service, uh, if you're listening, you should go check this out. There's a lot of good thoughts on that. Let's do a couple more here. Uh, so let's just randomly pick one. Here's one. Humor. Something is off here. And this is posted by Amon123. And it shows a picture of the Justice League Blu-ray and DVD and digital physical release sitting in on a shelf here. And underneath it says Justice League Part 1. <laughs> That's Target. Yes. That, <laughs> I, I've seen that. I've seen that at Target. Yeah. Yes. It's like someone didn't get the memo. Someone didn't get the memo. Okay, let's pick one more here. Really good timing because I'm about to finish my Jameson's whiskey. So, you know, good. Yes. I did pour refill, by the way, during the show. So, you know. I can hear it. The producer hears everything. All right. And so this last topic comes from Own the Night and it's trivia. And Own the Night says, the logo that 
that Marlon Brando wears in Superman 1978 looks the same as the one used for George Reeves' costume in the television show Adventures of Superman from 1952, not the one that Christopher Reeve wears. And there's a picture of it, and uh, I don't know if I buy it. I'm kind of comparing it to the S just doesn't quite look the same to me. But it's it's okay. certainly interesting. I mean, the S is definitely not the same. Like, Jor-El's S is definitely not the one from the Christopher Reeve costume. No, no, it's not. It's most it's definitely, definitely not. not. Yeah. But, it, uh, okay, it looks more so like the Reeves S, but it's it's not the same design. But it's it's an interesting theory, though. So. Okay. okay. Well, that's it, man. We uh, just thought we'd try something a little different and just kind of see what's going out there in the community. So you guys keep up the great discussion. And, and sorry I'm not there during the week, but I hope you understand why. Because I would have stolen all those things that we just talked about and made them my own. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening. And I also want to personally say thank you for all the birthday wishes that were sent today. I really appreciated that. And some really funny videos you guys sent. It was it was, it was was very sweet. And I want to say thank you. Yeah. We, we got the best listeners everywhere. So Yes, we do. Yeah. And uh, so, guys, if you would love to, you know, reach out to us as much as you would love to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. And you can reach us at Suicide Squadcast on Twitter. And then you could also reach me personally at Alan Fire. And then you can reach me at scottdc27 or you can email us at suicidesquadcast at gmail.com we love interacting with you guys so please do not hesitate to reach out um, you can also find us at you can find us individually oh actually and the show on Vero I keep on forgetting I keep on forgetting the show has a Vero account I just never use it I've got the I've got the account I just don't use it yeah I know it's just too much I'm, I'm maxed out on social media and well and then we're on Facebook which is basically me and then, of course, we have our website, www.suicidesquadcast.com. And once again, if you feel like you you can support, help, give us a helping hand, you can always re- go to www.patreon.com slash squadcastmedia. $1, $5 a month, anything would be appreciated. And, you know, we'll try to keep pushing out some wonderful exclusive content out there for you guys. Yep. All right. Well, that is it for this week's show, guys. And it's a little bit shorter this week but you know it is what it is it's not a huge news week but as always man we want to thank you guys for listening and go out and keep reading yourself some dc like green lantern earth one (laughs) and then new gods for me (laughs) see you guys later Levite, dude, um, love you, love your work. You're doing a great job here, but what is with the Ezra Miller shade? I mean, seriously, you don't include him, you don't tag him in your Instagram post about that awesome Justice League water skiing. I mean, dude, what's up? Do you have like red suit envy? And do you want to be like the only red suit in the Justice League? What is this? Yeah, he doesn't name Robin. He doesn't name Flash. He leaves Ezra Miller completely out. So it's it's more than red suit envy. It's Justice League envy. There is no Shazam in Justice League. Is that what you're is that what you're upset about, Levi? Zachary, we love you, bro. But you know, we need to take you down a couple pegs. Nothing personal, my friend.
All right. Just how drunk are you right now? You were stumbling over your words at the end there. I wasn't stumbling over my words. Actually, you were. You just don't realize you were. I was not. I will fix fix this in editing, but you were stumbling all over yourself. I was not. (laughs) The funny thing about me when I drink is I even get more precise. You do, huh? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm one. I'm one of those people. Like because I know I'm a little tipsy, so I try. So I work even uh, harder at it. <laughs> so like when you get pulled over and you're a little tipsy, you're you're like completely straight as an arrow. Yes. Oh, okay. You're one of those guys. Okay. Which I've never been pulled over. Yeah, so yeah. You know, I haven't ever. <laughs> I've never had to test that theory. But uh, so you never had an encounter with a cop or anything. No. <laughs> no. no. Oh, I let me tell you the story sometime about how I almost got shot by a cop. <laughs> Okay. I'll have to tell the, I'll have to tell that story sometime. Okay. Oh, and by the way, as much shit as you gave me last week about telling the dentist story, you, I got an awful lot of positive feedback. Yes, you did. I hey, I'm man and I am man enough to admit it. <laughs> However, I did enjoy my little shove of horror, you know, <laughs> little sure. thread I got going. Oh, yeah. So I, okay, so I should do that. I should I should tell the story about how I almost got shot. <laughs> I should tell that in one of our episodes one of these times. <laughs> Find find a story where it actually fits. Yeah, yeah. I'll just roll right into it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so keep that in mind. Like if if there's ever an opportunity, like I will tell the story at that time. <laughs> okay. And I will gi- and I will give you appropriate amounts of crap for it uh, because that seems. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I deserve all the crap in the world about it. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Okay. This is going to be fun. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. It was it was one of these things where like looking back at it, I'm like, "Oh my god, I could have been killed." <laughs> uh, let's just put it this way. Don't ever startle a cop. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Shoot. I, I I try I try to not have interactions with the police yeah. as much as possible. Should I tell my story and just put it on Patreon? <sighs> cuz cuz that's actually kind of a story I probably don't want to widely broadcast. <laughs> I probably I probably shouldn't. Yeah, that's one of those things you don't need coworkers hearing. <laughs> uh, oh my God, there's other stories that they don't ever need to hear. Uh, the truth or dare one. When I was in high school, they don't need to hear that one. I don't think I need to hear that one. No, no. Have you seen the preview for that truth or dare movie? I haven't. That creepy as all. Is it out. okay? Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. Go ahead. Tell me how a cot almost <laughs> shot your ass. Let's let's just get this I can over just save with it for an episode. I could. I could. Well, I could. you're dying. You're apparently just dying. No, to tell it's it, just I mean. funny because I, I hadn't thought about it in forever like and so now I'm like trying to remember back in the details but it's it's not that bad it just if anything it just shows it just shows um how you can get yourself into a really bad situation very quickly <laughs> is it does it involve you being drunk is I guess a question I have no not at all there was no liquor involved okay yes all right no okay. liquor involved whatsoever all right no and in fact and in fact the reason I almost got shot is is so pathetic <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We'll 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 save this one for an appropriate time in the future. Okay, I could I, listen. I I literally could. I've I've talked about it enough here. I could tell the story and just leave it at the end of the episode after the explosion. Okay, like it'd be our B roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I haven't thought about this story in a long time, but I might as well just tell it now. <laughs> Since you gave me a ration of crap about the dentist story, which I got a ton of praise over. It was this right. It, it, it was disgusting. disgusting. It was funny. It, the 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 point wasn't that it was disgusting. It was the point that it was funny. 
<laughs> anyway, oh, here's one that wasn't so funny. Okay, so this is going back to junior high days, back in you know just uh, junior high. So it was like t- it was tenth grade actually. So it was seen, that's high it school. It was high school. Well, it was a little. Di- it's a little different in Indiana because they high school is not like is high school the last four years for you? Yeah, freshman through senior. Yeah, in Indiana, it's the last three years is high school. Okay. So junior high is like two years. Do you have like junior high? No, we just have middle, which is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. So for us, uh, middle school ended at seventh grade. Then eighth and ninth were junior high, and then tenth, eleventh, and twelfth was high school. So at any rate, okay. Let me get back to the story here. Yeah. All right. So so me and a couple buddies of mine at school, it was kind of clicky. You know, there's the three of us, and then we had these like little rival guys that we're kind of friendly with. But you know, there was always like this little rivalry with. And so okay. when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. That's right. That's from right. From your first cigarette <laughs> to your last dying day. Right. Okay. I see how it is. And you're there's like you know, you're just there going just snapping fingers. Okay. We lost. We literally lost half of our audience right now. <laughs> All right, so so here's a story. So it was like throughout the week, we were kind of like threatening that we were going to like egg each other's house or, you know, toilet paper. You know, nothing major, just stupid like, you know, junior high kid pranks. And and so like the weekend came and I remember it was like it was Friday. I was home and it was like it was like one in the morning and I'm up reading some book and it was summertime. So I had my window open. Well, I heard a thump like outside the window and I had like my lights off and there was like I just had a little nightlight on because I was reading. And I was like, oh, like, oh my God, I bet you somebody's like trying to TP my house. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to like, I'm going to catch these guys. And so I threw on, I didn't even throw a shirt on. Uh, I just had like uh, sweatpants on and I had one of those old like starter jackets or no runner up jackets. Do you remember those? I don't even, not even, no, okay. not at all. It was, it was a brand at the time. It was these runner up jackets. It was this like jet black jacket. So I threw that over without a shirt and I zipped it up and I ran outside because I was going to catch these guys. And I'm like, as soon as I, if I'm going to catch them, I'm just going to pummel them, you know, because they're like, I figure I catch them. Why well, I, I run out there, they're gone. And sure enough, they had TP'd my house. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get these guys. And I'm like, so my one buddy lived about a half mile away. And I'm like, oh, I know where they're probably going to next. They're going to go to his house. So I just started running in the middle of the night. Like I ran across town over to get to his house. And like, I lived in a suburb of Chicago. So I ran over to his house and I get there and like, they didn't show up yet. So I'm like sitting there waiting in the bushes in the dark. Okay. So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and like these guys never show up. So apparently they were just getting just my house because I thought they were going to get like all three of our houses. Well, they only got just me. And so after like 45 minutes of sitting there waiting, I'm like, okay, well, I need to go home at this point. <laughs> so so I'm like kind of jogging back home. And so like there's nobody out on the roads at all. And all of a sudden I see this car. I see this car like coming up behind me, but it was kind of like a little ways back, quite a ways back. And I'm like, oh, I don't know who that is, but you know, I don't want them to see me. So I, I quickly ducked down an alley. Okay. And so I'm running down the alley, you know, just in case, like, you know, in case it was a cop. Well, sure enough, it was a cop. Okay. So like I'm running down the alley and, and I'm like halfway down it to get to the next block. And sure enough, he had turned in and suddenly had like his lights, not his lights on, but like you could see a little spotlight out. And so, so I ducked behind this bush uh, next to somebody's garage and I'm hiding behind this thing. And sure enough, he like saw me had, I had ducked off, off to the left. 
And so he comes and he's got the, you know, he's got the big spotlight from his car, his patrol car pulled up just real close to me, but I'm sitting there ducked behind this bush and behind this little wood pile. And he gets out of the car and, and he draws his gun and, and I, I stand up and put my arms up in the air. (laughs) Okay. And he's just like started like shaking and he was pointing his gun and like he was like fiddling with it. Like, and so he like almost fired his gun at me and this was all over TPing. That was all because I was like trying to catch some rivals at school, TP in her house so I can catch him in the act. <laughs> so that's my story. That's how I almost got shot by a cop. Now, all of this, and you do realize that all you had to do was light a match and it would just burn away. You know, the trick is if they TP your house when it's about to rain. That's how you get somebody. Okay. Do you not know this? No, I wasn't I wasn't worried about the cleanup work. <laughs> well, it, apparently you should have been more worried about the cleanup work <laughs> and then you wouldn't have gotten almost shot. I mean, I'm just, I'm talking practicality here. You know? No, I know, I know, I know. But it, but it's like, looking back at it right now, the thing is, like, once the guy realized, like, I, I, I had my arms up in the air, and he ended up, like, putting his gun, and he was shaking like a madman. He put his gun back in the holster and asked me what I was doing, you know, out there. And so I sat there and explained to him, I go, well, officer, somebody had TP'd my house, and I thought they were going to get my friend, so I ran across town uh, to try to catch him in the act. And I just think to myself, like, how ridiculous w- was my explanation at the time? That guy was just sitting there probably panicking, thinking he almost shot some kid and it was all because of like this ridiculously stupid uh, thing that I did <laughs> so anyway but I just remember him telling me okay well you just need to go home right now and just go home go home and he was just like he was just like so shaken up by this whole incident because <laughs> it was like in my in my town there wasn't like a lot of like that kind of crime there wasn't like violent crime or anything like that so it wasn't like it wasn't like a war zone type of setting you know so it's like this was probably one of the biggest things that had shaken up this guy in his career at that point Ugh, it's just it's just crazy I mean because like, I mean, you hear this, like, this terrible crap going on in the news, like, you know, people being shot, like, well, shit, man, that could have been me. <laughs> that could easily have been me. You know, because here I am dressing all black, and, you know, I got darker skin, and so it's just like, it was just all these things, like, where, like, you know, he couldn't get a good look at me, <laughs> you know? So, oh, it's just crazy, and that's my story. <laughs> and now, and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> the rest of the story.